Welcome to How Did This Get Played Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Thank you. I was hoping someone would do that. Uh, I'm Nick Weiger. Who was that? Premium okay. DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Along with Heather Ann Campbell. I think there might be a delay on my Zoom, guys. Oh. Do you think so? No, I'm just fucking with you. Oh, Heather. <laughs> ah. But this will be a, a, a fun nightmare for Devin to try and like synchronize up at the top of this episode. I think. Do you, do you for real think you have a delay? Wait, no, I don't. I'm speaking uh, oh, as okay. soon as you. <laughs> One. <laughs> Nick looks like he's in pain. <laughs> I'm so confused. I was also you're so moving I did a your bit. mouth. What? You were moving your mouth and no words were coming out. Is that true? Yeah, I think that was part of that. Was that part of your bit? All right, look, to the audience at home, you're paying extra money so you can hear <laughs> Nick do a thing, Matt do a bit, and then I did a bit where I came in and interrupted, but then I did a bit where I said that it must have been because of a delay, but then we all got confused that that there might have actually been a delay. That's what you right. just experienced for what is it like five ninety nine a month? I don't know. I don't it's even like know what 80, it is. It's like eighty a month. <laughs> it's like a cable subscription, <laughs> and they only get this show. It's just for this, <laughs> and we're seeing none of that. Yeah, none of it. <laughs> yeah, we we received none of that money. <laughs> uh, and of course, with us as always, our producer Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Do we say that? Do we do this on, on the DLC? I guess we so. We started to. So it's been a while since we've recorded these. I was going to say, so yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since we've done one of these. And we've added canon to the show that um, predates what we have in the can for DLC. Right. So this is going to seem anachronistic to things that we have in the can that will keep coming out, I think, until after January. <laughs> wow. Weird. Surreal. <laughs> a lot of stuff recorded, I think, even pre-COVID, maybe? Do we have pre-COVID episodes, uh, DLC episodes that haven't you been know, released? You know, we did. I think we got through the last pre-COVID. Everything now is is now post-COVID, because, of course, it's over. And, right. Uh, right. Yes, yes. <laughs> we agree it's over. <laughs> it's over. But um, I think we, we got to... Yeah, we 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 put out the last pre-COVID uh, stuff, and boy, listening to that audio for edits, let me tell you, nothing like it. Nothing like a smooth, <laughs> no problems <laughs> audio for the people listening at home. It's great. It's yeah, the, the halcyon days. Uh, I I miss it, but you know what? Hey. We're doing something very fun today. We are doing a premium DLC format that we have not done before. This is post-game content for Metal Gear Solid 2, which we covered in the main feed, but we didn't get, we we ran out of time, and and I think we said on that show, let's just do a a DLC episode and talk more about this game, uh, say the stuff we didn't get to, 
Uh, we all agreed to do this. Heather immediately apparently deleted her notes. So, <laughs> um, but that's okay. We're gonna be fine. Uh, we've got. Uh, there's still. There's still so much to discuss. I, I, found, I, want, I found some notes. Yeah. I don't know how I, I found like nine notes or so. Uh, I don't know how many of those notes, like, for example, what have is we Metal ever Gear? said we right. sneak through terrorist cells and break the fourth wall? Have we ever done that before? Or is that I, do we cover I think that we did already? That. Yeah, that's like I think what that we was did. like very early. I think we did that like at the start of the episode. That's like in the intro okay. of the show, I think. Yeah. Uh, okay, OK. Not necessarily content about the game. Yes. Did I did I did I say uh the title of the game at any point cuz I have that in my notes Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty is that so did we I, cover that? I do pretty think, sure pretty sure you said that. Yeah, I think that's okay, one of the great. things we covered. I mean, I'll okay, re-listen, cool. but I, I I remember you saying that. Let's all just take a quick break and re-listen to the episode. Just did right I, now. Did I say okay, great. Did I say that playing Metal Gear is like going into a restaurant that is your favorite sandwich and you order it again but the meal they bring is a chicken part? And you're like, no, <laughs> no, but that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I like that. I say that. That's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, you know, I, I guess like we we talked a, a lot about the game in in a larger thematic sense, but there are some individual, I think, set pieces that we maybe didn't get to spend as much time on. One yeah. that I remember that I one that I know we didn't talk about in all that much depth that I think is actually fun and well done is right in so the so as you're you're going through big shell um it, it, when you get to the main shell like you get to like the center hub because it's like a it's like a wheel with spokes basically and then you're going around the perimeter then eventually you get into the main area you have to disguise yourself as an enemy soldier in an enemy uniform yes. and you also have to get an enemy weapon and uh, and it's one of those things where it's like the the execution of it isn't all like 100 percent perfect and smooth, but it is like a very cool, like espionage feeling Mission Impossible feeling like set piece when you get to disguise yourself as the enemy that's been pursuing you for all for a while. And then for, you know, the really the first time in the game, you get to kind of hide in plain sight and just sort of walk around as one of them. And then no one's no one's the wiser unless you put your. Uh, gun away or do something otherwise suspicious. Easily my favorite part of that section is that when you bump into yeah. a guard in your outfit, the the outfit disappears and you are suddenly just riding yes. again, <laughs> which is very yeah. like, like a nice wink about it being a video game and how ridiculous everything right. is. It's um the cardboard <laughs> box of clothes. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a por- there's a portion where uh you know cuz you have to there's a puzzle where you have to use a retinal scanner in order to get into an even more secure area so you just being disguised as a guard isn't enough you also have to u- have a retinal scan and you can't just scan yourself that's not going to work if you knock out a guard and try to put their face up to it it won't work cuz their eyes have to be open uh so you have to actually time the someone you know time their their pathing they're walking they're they you know some of the guards are on a patrol that takes them right by the retinal scanner you have to grab one at just the right moment and they kind of force his face into it which is a little clunky in execution but it is like a cool thing that you have to like figure out and and when you actually do solve it I think it's like a great a uh, great little gameplay moment that section 
gave me, I think, the most trouble of any section in the entire game because I kept knocking him out either too soon yes. or in the view of somebody else. And it was that section was a nightmare to me. Uh, it, it's well, hard. It's a little hard to pull off because it, it's it's a kind of thing where it would be it it if it was more it was a little bit more of like a scripted event. I feel like then it would be they they could just like clean it up and have it be a little bit more polished in terms of execution. But it mm-hmm. but still conceptually, it's very cool. Oh, My, yeah. the, so the part about that that bothers me that doesn't work for me is that, again, the controls in this game were so frustrating. And when you grab the guard, your controls reverse. Like you have right. to like backpedal in order to you when you press up, you're moving backwards. And when you press down, you're moving for. So you've got your back to the guard. So if you press walk towards something, your back remains to the guard. And in order to maneuver the guard, it's as if if I punched somebody, I suddenly forgot how to walk. Like, that's the problem Hmm. with that segment is like I could grab the guy. No problem. Over and over again. But getting his face over to the computer near impossible. You know, the goal of boxing is to punch a guy enough times where he forgets how to walk. I know I used to box. Hmm. I mean, I haven't since COVID, but I, I know what I know what the point. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, do you think Nick, there's did a you different? You're telling Heather something she didn't know. A point that I might not. I just you know, know you about said, boxing, and you it said was if involving you were, like you just if, punch a guy. If you threw a punch, then it's like if you threw a punch and you forgot how to walk. But I was saying boxing is like you throw enough punches and the other guy forgets how to walk. You're repeating That's, the same information. We <laughs> heard it. If it's changed. <laughs> So I was just saying that it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was fun. Why are you drinking two Slurpees at once? <laughs> <laughs> I would hope that it, I, I would hope that a punch that hard would then just kill me. Like I would, that, would, right. that sounds like a nightmare to me. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, but and then you, you get in there and then you know like do we, I don't I can't remember how much depth we talked about uh you know like the the uh, the directional microphone which you're using which you can use to detect someone's heartbeat and one of the uh you know uh, the the person you're looking for the undercover operative uh, among the all the hostages uh the deep cover guy is has a pacemaker so you detect it by you know using mm. the directional mode and and directional mic. And then finding a, you know, finding out which guy has a heartbeat that sounds a little bit different and then interrogating him. And if you interrogate the wrong person, then it tips off the other guards. I saw that was like, it's just, again, conceptually a cool thing. And then also you get the directional mic as an item moving forward. And there are a couple of, you know, there's several cinematics where the the, the cutscene is playing out, but you have control of the, over the directional mic and you can choose what you want to listen to as it's going on. I thought that whole thing was like really fun and 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 uh, and well done. I feel like Kojima would be a really good improviser. I, I like oh, yeah. he he seems to constantly yes and his own ideas uh, and like if he establishes something, it's completely true forever so, like, that directional mic is like right. a bit that just keeps going. And if you play with subtitles on, the subtitle size changes depending on how close you point the mic at the uh, yes. at the performers. So if you 
if you point it away from like the president or or whoever the fuck those people are who are talking, it's been weeks. I don't remember. Then like the <laughs> subtitles get really tiny on screen, like real cute and like very small. Yeah, like, you can barely read them. And then if you point it back at the uh, the the practitioners of speech, then they are that that's sometimes I I think you'd be a good improv comedian. He's funny. Yeah, he's yeah, funny. He's a funny dude. And he's as horny as every guy I've ever been on a team with. <laughs> I guess the main issue is he dresses too well. Yeah. Like if we if we can get him in some cargo shorts and a flannel shirt, uh, then maybe, maybe yeah, he could yeah, be yeah. on the UCB stage. For sure. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, my would... problem when I perform too. It's rough. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, instead of shouting out a suggestion, they're always yelling, cool clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so the, I, I don't know how, and how much depth, I think we didn't go into a ton of depth about Peter Stillman, who is the bomb diffusing expert, um, who is, you know, there's a lot of pastiche, I feel like in, in Kojima games, like it's like, you know, like the, just, just snake, just solid snakes, alter ego being Iroquois Pliskin, it was just like snake Pliskin escape from New York. That's a thing I like I'm putting in the game. Die Hardman, we mentioned, of course, in Death Stranding, uh, Peter Stillman is like, to me, such a clear, like stand in for, I mean, I, I guess he's kind of it's kind of an action movie trope, but he to me, it feels like Reginald Vell Johnson and Die Hard. It feels like the character of like, this is the guy who was disgraced um, and now has this other. And now he's like in this advisor role where he's kind of away from the battlefield. But the thing here is that Peter Stillman, who is the the bomb diffusing expert, has a limp and that limits his mobility, which is why he has to like stay in the lock in freezer. Uh, for uh, for much of the for much of the game, but then he reveals that he's been faking the limp in a like a very confusing sit like like conversation where apparently there was some bomb that went off that he was in charge of defusing and like I think a school blew up. I, if I if memory serves, I don't remember what exactly blows up, but then he got wounded and that was a way for him to like cover his shame is that he had like this battlefield scar and he was viewed as like a victim. Um, but then he, he it turns out he'd been faking that limp the whole time. And so he can go ahead and 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 walk around. It was it was just a strange story turn. That's because the theme of Metal Gear is that everybody is lying and mm. that truths are buried in fake truths and news is buried in fake news. Everybody, yes. everybody in the world experiences their own information bubble. What bubble are you in, Raiden? Like that? <laughs> right. What, Abadaka, what were you going to say? Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> All right, right, Nick, your turn. <laughs> so you go from there into the, uh, and then you have the whole, uh, just another set piece where you have to go around, you have to find all the bombs and you have to freeze all the bombs uh, so that they can be, you know, so the, uh, uh, so that Fat Man, uh, who is one of the antagonists, one of the parts of Dead Cell doesn't blow up all of Big Shell. But it turns out that all of those, bo- Fat, Fat Man, by the way, also a, a protege of Peter Stillman. He, tr- he taught him everything he knows, except he's even better than he was. Uh, and uh, and then he, it turns out all of those bombs, which you keep finding are in weird places. They're like on the ceiling of the women's bathroom. You know, they're just hud- hidden away in a bunch of random places. Uh, and that tips off Stillman to be like, oh, there is a, there's no, like, like this is, this is a, this is a misdirection. Like something's going on here. And then it turns out Fat Man had just kind of sent you on a wild goose chase. So much of this game is like wild goose chases. In fact, the whole game itself is like a wild goose chase. 
It's just all like, like, like you're you're going a bunch of set of tasks, but then some overlord, someone who's viewing everything that's going on, it like they want you to do that. They're trying to keep you busy for some greater goal. Do you think that the names of his villains are a hat tip to Mega Man, like Still Man, mm. Fat Man? Die Hard Man, like that they are, that they're like, <laughs> that's what an enemy's named is something man. So you name all the enemies or all of the allies or everybody a something man. That's what it feels like to me. It feels very, very video gamey and not very Kojima-y. I mean, it is, you know what I mean? Mm. It feels like a, a game bit as opposed to a just being fucking weird bit. Right. It could be. But he also has his own conventions that he kind of sticks to. And, you know, like it's, it's, you know, I think the like the way he names characters is kind of his own thing. You know, someone like Sniper Wolf uh, or, or Liquid Snake, you know, they, they he kind of has his own his own Mega Man-esque thing that's not Mega Man uh, in terms of referencing it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him to put that sort of like deep level, uh, you know, self-referential thing within the game or or refer or uh, deep reference within his own references but you know like other characters fortune uh vamp you know solidus i i i don't know i mean it it's 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 it is interesting though his names are always so i mean jack and Raiden's name is jack and then rose is his love interest and those are just the leads from titanic right it's just like because it's just like he likes titanic and he wants to throw that in there all right, it's time for a segment called What Man Are You? Nick and Matt, <laughs> if you had to be a something man in Mega Man, what mm. would your name be? Is this aspirational or is this descriptive of who we really are? Why, are you going to say you're like Muscles Man? That's what you, <laughs> like, what does that mean? I would, As- I would love be to be Muscles Man. So cool. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Okay, you be Muscles Man, and I'll be Muscles Man Jr. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was our segment called What Man Are You? Very good. What would you be? What would your answer be, Heather? Uh, Keyboards, man. I have a lot of keyboards. You looked around. Well, because I didn't know what I was. So I looked around to figure out what I was. I have mm. six. That's kind of the human condition. Now huh? we kind of don't know what we are. Uh, Sorry, please continue. No, that's it. I'm done. I, <laughs> I, I <laughs> done. Period. That's it. <laughs> you have six keyboards. I have six keyboards within reach. Yes, I have six keyboards. I, I have. I have a thing. With, Why is that? Well, because it. Depending on what I'm writing, I need a different depth and mechanism to the keys. Uh, like if. If I'm working, if I'm working on a serious script, I use a mechanical keyboard from uh, the Macintosh, from the Apple Macintosh Plus, like the 512, uh, which mm-hmm. I think is an M0001A keyboard. But then if I'm like, uh, if I'm right, if I'm just like surfing the web or something, then I use like the standard issue Apple Magic keyboard. Uh, but then also I have like some selective like, oh, I'm in this mood. They all have flavors. So I have a lot of keyboards and it's like, oh, what am I in the mood for? I want this feeling. That's can we just delete like me from the podcast? Can we delete me? <laughs> you can keep all what I just no, said. Great. Like never eliminate me from the 
I looked into a sea of bored dead eyes from the two of you. It was like, it was I was like, listening intently. I was transfixed. Mm-hmm. Heather, yeah. you're interesting. Ugh. That's the worst thing. What is the name Can of the, talk about the, the villain? Sh- please stop talking about me. Let's talk about the show, the game, please. I was going to say, what is the name of that villain? Um... Uh, from this game where, and she keeps being like, now you must kill me, kill me. Oh, Fortune, yeah. Fortune, Fortune Heather, wants to be killed. Heather was like uh, Fortune right now and she didn't want us to talk about her anymore. Yeah, Fortune for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Eliminate me. <laughs> uh, the, so the some of the boss fights, you know, I, I think we talked about, uh, so the Fortune boss fight is is unwinnable. Um, the boss fight with the Harrier jump jet, which again I think is something that's just like pulled from True Lies, just like oh a Harrier, a yeah. guy versus a Harrier, that's cool. Let's put that in the game. But it's like a fucking cool ass boss fight, and it was cool as shit in two thousand one. Yes. Like the the that that on a PlayStation two is just like holy shit, you're you're a man fighting a jet, um, and you get to take it out with. I mean, it's it's similar era when when you take out the helicopter in Half Life one. It's a similar sort of sensation of just like, holy shit, that's a crazy thing, like like set piece that I have not seen. Uh, you know, it, it's certainly in a 3D game before. Um, that boss fight's awesome. The uh, the, the boss fight with Vamp. This is just like one of those details that I love in the in in this sort in these games is is like so Vamp sees your shadow and Vamp will target your shadow with some of his attacks, so you can actually shoot out the lights to deprive him of the ability to that. Of that, so if you like shoot out all the lights on the side, it really? makes the fight quite a bit easier. Yeah, I didn't even wow. try that. I didn't know. Yeah, and apparently there's stuff you can do to because you know his his whole thing is there's this pool of water that's in the middle that he'll dive back, dive underneath, and then come out uh, come out of. Apparently there's things you do can do to uh, either harm him under the water or get him to come out sooner. There's all sorts of like levels of of depth in these fights beyond you know just. Uh, going in guns blazing or or just playing it as the uh, ad, playing it on the, the the kind of base level um it's uh, a, a you know fat man i think that i think that fights fucking rad i think it's just like really cool he's rollerblading around you have to defuse bombs and then also like shoot him in the brain yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I, I i love how how nimble and how like um how good fat man is on those skates cuz he's zooming around yeah, he's, he's like he's he's like a he's like a pro out there. The kind of thing that that I think the age when I played it initially, I was kind of like part of me was like, that's lame, you know, and then now I I look back and I'm like, oh, me saying that's lame was lame because it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Like this guy, this villainous like that's such a cool big idea. Yeah. And like I like I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I I think that's just like a like I just love that the, there's these unexpected twists of ah sure he'll be on rollerblades too why not why not do that yeah like it is such like a um I don't know it's 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 color it's like it's interesting yes. it's yes. not just like a guy like any game could have just like a like big muscle man bad guy or like a gun muscle man guy right. They go. They all have muscles, and they're yeah. all either like have gun or no. Yeah, like us. We're Muscle Man and Muscle Man Junior. Right. And I, I, you know, there are a lot. There are plenty of games with an uninteresting cast of um, bosses. But yes. like this one is like every single one of them has a not just a thing, 
the weirdest thing you could imagine. <laughs> Every single right. one of them is nuts. Yes. It feels like a screenwriting class in like the 90s when like it, all your mm-hmm. teacher would be like would be would if if you were taking a screenwriting class in the 90s, they'd be like, just give your villain a thing, like make him like obsessed with the color blue or make make your villain really into hats. And so like his it, it, the big turn comes when he drops his hat during a, a shootout and then he has to get it and like. It feels it feels like Kojima has a a big sphere of adverbs and objects and adjectives on his desk, and he pulls one out mm-hmm. and it just says rollerblades. <laughs> the next one he pulls out and it's like, <laughs> <"Hey>, <laughs> <dude."> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I don't know if I touched on this uh, from the very beginning of the game, not to go all the way all the way back. But there was a moment in this, in the beginning of the game, that scared me as much as any scary game. <laughs> Whoa! Um, Which part? And it's when you're a snake, and you're in the um, the part of that, um, you know, the one area that he's in. But you're sneaking around trying to take pictures of uh, oh yes the me- of the Metal Gear. Uh, and if you mess up in any of that section, all the guards turn around at once and stare at you, and they do yes. it abruptly. And it is. It scared me a lot. <laughs> and um, it kept I think, happening to me. <laughs> I think that moment was in so so I don't know, I don't think we touched on this too much, but the the E3 2000 trailer mm-hmm. of of Metal Gear Solid 2 was which I actually saw at E3 that Whoa. year. Whoa. And it was wow. they 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 screened it in like not in a theater. They screened it just in a in a, on a big screen above the Konami booth, and they did it like either every hour or twenty minutes past the hour or something like that. They did it a set time, and you could see this gigantic crowd always swell around and watch it. I watched it I think like three or four times that day because it looks so cool. And that moment is in that trailer. Uh, but the thing I remember is that they would show that they would show this whole trailer, and then afterwards a guy would get on the live mic and be. Ladies and gentlemen, what you just saw was 100% gameplay. No pre-rendered footage was used. And everyone was just like, holy shit, like just like losing their minds. Um, but uh, but yeah, that part's uh, and and that was a part when replaying this game. I'd forgotten about that whole set piece because uh, in the tanker, you know, in the demo, it ends when you fight Olga. And I like that was mm-hmm. just my memory of like, oh, yeah, that's that's what the that's what that first section is. But then I forgot. Oh, yeah, there's this whole part where you go and you have to photograph the metal gear and you have to sneak around. I, again, I, I love this sort of thing. He's giving a speech, which is seven minutes of real time. It's a seven minute long speech. Yes. And you have to sneak around during the speech in in several rooms of uh, just gigantic columns of soldiers uh, that you have to avoid in order to take pictures of Metal Gear from various angles. Uh, it's just it's just really really cool. And then also he'll have like digressions where he'll tell a joke or will have he'll have everyone like do calisthenics and that'll change their eye lines so that'll affect how you're sneaking. Um, it's just a really really cool uh, sequence. And if you take too long too, like I noticed that he was saying he. He's like, I guess I'm repeating myself because uh, uh, he'll, like, he'll just go through some of it again. Yeah. Yeah, he ends up vamping for some of it. Yeah. If you take pictures of um, things that aren't Metal Gear and send them to Ar- Arakan, uh, you'll also get different feedback. So if you like take photos of like some of the bikini models in the lockers or, uh, mm-hmm. or some of the big naked dudes, then Arakan will be like, oh, <laughs> S- Snake, what are you? I don't need to see this. 
but I will save it to my hard drive just in case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's great. I I love that. I um and uh, that whole thing is fun because you get you get like this web 1.0 interface when you log on to a computer in the corner uh, of the of the battleship to upload these photos and it's like Otacon's website and there's like this you know chibi Otacon uh that you're inter- interfacing with it's it's like uh I, I love all that shit yeah the 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 easter egg of the of his reactions to all the photos you take is really really fun it's kind of astounding um how much is packed in on like this single disc or like on the sing in this game alone like because like there's there's stuff in the game that is not necessary to your enjoyment of the game or knowing the story there's like just a bunch of little like like things in it that are just extra and like he's yeah he's always putting extra stuff in in these things like you were saying just color there's just like color throughout and there and there's and it's one of those things where i think we said this in the main episode but you know it's it's like a 15 hour game if you know what you're doing um, but I remember it as being much longer. It, it's it's not Red Dead Redemption. It doesn't have this gigantic, you know, like like main campaign, but it has so much to do within its campaign and so many like little, you know, like just things you can play around with different ways you can you can uh, play through all the areas and, uh, you know, just Easter eggs, just Easter eggs throughout so many optional codec conversations. Um, so it's just jam packed with it's just, you know, I think it's a Kojima thing. It's just more is more just throws in as much as he can. Um, I don't know if we touched on this in the game at all or in the main episode, but, um, I mean, we probably did a little bit, but Heather, you were saying that the the controls were giving you like a hard time. You even tweeted about this prior to like reviewing it on the show. Uh, I had similar trouble with a section, but like, I want to know if there was a section for either of you that like was tripping you up more than any part. I'll say for me, it was right after the um fight with the carrier um and then you have to sort of navigate that platforming section that i told oh, yes. you guys about uh, right after that where you have to sort of like walk along this like exploded um you know like ramp and there's bird shit on it yeah and if you one if you go too fast you fall off two if you hit the if you walk on the bird ship shit you slip and fall off and then you get to another part where then the floor um like falls out from beneath you and then you fall and you have to start over and it that that's where i was like i might not finish this i, I might not get past this part that platforming section sucks it's, yeah. it's very clunky and you know it, you don't have the great like tiptoeing slash straddling you know sorts of uh precision that you would that you would need for something like that to really feel good it, it's just it's you just have to kind of like clunkily wander by the bird shit piles again this is this is like it's it's always fun to think of the alternate uh the versions of this game the story that plays out when it's just uh yeah he uh the our our agent who was in you know in, in big shell he destroyed a harrier with a rocket launcher uh but then he fell to his death after he slipped on a pile of bird shit <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> but that section sucks to play it's not fun yeah. Yeah, I think the controller itself is somewhat to blame too. Like there's so much travel mm. on the analog sticks of the PS3 that like it's very difficult to get uh uh f- for me it felt very difficult to finesse the controls uh after being so used to the PS4 and now PS5 controllers. 
Like there's very little travel before there's like feedback. Um, whereas I almost feel like there's a dead zone in the middle of the PS3 controller. And then you inch it mm-hmm. off the dead zone into movement. Um, but that might just right. be me being wrong. Maybe no. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the, the yeah, I, I think that's fair. And also the... The the thing the PS2 version used is the analog buttons of the PlayStation 2, which were just a bad idea that I'm glad they, they got away from because those buttons just feel on off. They don't it doesn't feel like they have like this, you know, gradation of movement, but you would use the analog buttons for certain features. Like I think like uh, I think putting your gun Fuck. away was an analog button lift. I don't remember exactly, but it was it was just a little, you know, it, it was it was even clunkier than the uh, remaster that we played. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, do we want to tell you we're, we're, we're up against our time limit here. Do we want to talk any more story stuff or any more lore that we didn't get to? I don't know if we talked a ton about the Patriots, but the Patriots are a big thematic thing that I believe oh, in. Yeah. <laughs> like the, I believe sorry, it's real. You, you think that's that a real you, thing, huh? Uh-huh, yeah, I think it's real. Okay. Um, so, so do you, the I don't Patriots know if I disagree. <laughs> uh, it's the Illuminati, right? It's the Illuminati of our game, except they right. are sort of like founding fathers of America slash Illuminati. And yes. Yeah. And, and you, Nick, you believe in the Patriots? Um, I mean, everything else in this game came true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. We didn't talk about the sniping mission. That's one of my favorite parts of the entire game. Great. And, and, you know, that's such a staple. I, I, I feel like so playing through this game, it's kind of like watching like a sitcom from the 90s where you're just sort of like you see some things and you're just like, OK, well, that's a cliche now. There's how many fucking sniper cover missions have we experienced? And, and Metal Gear Solid 2 wasn't the first game to ever use this convention, but it was certainly an early influential one. And that sniping mission is really well executed where you're covering for Emma, Emma as she is uh, uh, sneaking across the bridge. It goes on for a while, but it's it's fun. It's so fun. And you can shoot yeah. the birds and Snake yes. yells at you if you shoot all the birds. Yeah. Or if you shoot him, he gets yeah. mad at you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I I so when when I was trying to get how do you get Snake to shoot anybody in that sequence? There's a way to do it. I think it's just um I think you, you have call to call him on him. your codec. Yeah, if you call him on your codec oh. and then you start targeting people, he'll he'll knock them off. Gotcha. Because he he was like, yeah, just just tell me yeah. who, you, who you can't hit and I'll take care of them for you. And I was like, great. This is awesome. And then played through it like four times. and was like, this asshole's not helping me at all. And none of my buttons seem to be able to get <laughs> his attention. <laughs> no, you actually have to tell him that like use the codec and tell him, hey, I shoot these guys. And yeah, do there's it. too many steps in between trying to get him to help. <laughs> and whether he helps you or doesn't, on the other side, Otacon loses his beloved sister after telling her that he railed his mom. Yeah. <laughs> or her mom. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things I've ever heard in a game. Just like the most wild. I loved that. That's so crazy. That's not in had, any game. Had to confess it uh, before she died. Really the last last thing she thought about she needed to yeah. yeah that needed to be the last thing her brain received <laughs> <laughs> i can see i can see the pearly gates 
I wait, I can hear something from my brother. And it's what's he saying? <laughs> I had an affair with your mom. <laughs> and my dad killed himself because of it. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, that's right too. It's right? super dark. It's the whole thing oh. is bad, but it's so it's unbelievable. I Yeah. It's maybe uh, this is going to be dark. One of my favorite details in any video game. It is so crazy. <laughs> it it would be great if that was a reveal in uh, Super Mario. To be if like uh, <laughs> Luigi's like I I fucked our mom. <laughs> Mario's just like oh no. <laughs> <laughs> be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Get Played Pod or send us an email at getplayedpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616 played That's 616-275-2933. That'll do it for this edition of How Did This Get Played? Premium DLC post-game content, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. The Patriots are real. 